Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Miscast Review. This is episode five of season two. Uh, hope you all had a fantastic week so far. Um, I'm here, as always, guested by my wonderful co-host, Donovan Holland. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, so we have a pretty exciting episode in store for you guys. Oh, no! Sorry. <laughs> Get out of here, Elizabeth Warren. Um, anyway, God. yeah. The, what, if, what, if, what if her supporters watch the show? Oh, that's just mm, whatever. Um, I hope God, they can anybody. No, I'm distra- distracted. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, we have a pretty exciting episode in store for you guys. Um, this is our first film of Wes Anderson's that we're going to be reviewing. It is fantastic. Mr. Fox. Yeah. Um, yay. Oh, yay. Yay. Uh, this is my first Wes Anderson film I've ever seen. This is my second. Seen. I watched The Grand Budapest Hotel, which is amazing. But, um, oh, I like your shoes, by the way. Oh, Jake thank you. has, like, decorated. I don't know. If, did you do that yourself? Or, like, no. No, I didn't. Did you buy those like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jake has, like, Converse, but they're, like... They, it looks like a very, a very talented uh, street artist, uh, like drew on them. Yep. But I guess he bought them like that, so now well, I'm a little less impressed. They're sorry. Well, on my red ones, I drew on those ones. Okay, um, those ones are. These ones are, cool. are uh, pro skaters shoe, oh. and this is his pro shoe. Are those new? Yeah, I got them a few days ago. Okay. On Thursday. Um, and he would always, like, he would just ride Converse before he got sponsored by them. Oh, okay. And he would just do this stuff on his shoes all the time. So when they made him pro and gave him his own shoe, he just had them do this. You know, are Converse a good skate shoe? Because wearing them, I don't really see how they could be. There's, like, no arch support. Or not, like, there's no, like, yeah, arch support. And there's no, like, uh, grip. They don't have grip on them. Oh, they're a fantastic shoe. Really? Well, that grip is actually fine, and you don't really want... It depends on what kind of skating you're doing. If you're doing just, like, street obstacles like ledges and rails and stuff, you don't really need a lot of support, and having not a lot of support allows you to feel the board a lot better. Oh, I see. Okay. Whenever um, I used to skate, I'd use, yeah. like, a crappy pair of Vans that I've had forever, or I'd buy, like, a pair at Goodwill. Because, you know, Vans are really good skate shoes, but it just kind of breaks my heart whenever I have, like, a buddy who buys a new pair of shoes, and then, like, I see them, like, a week later, and they're all, like, thrashed from skating. Yeah, but that's the name of the game. That's how it goes, though. Yeah. No, but we have quite a bit of news this week. Okay, we have lots um, of news. Uh, first of all, how, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Me and Kylie went on a nice little date yesterday at Olive Garden, so that was that was nice. Um, enjoyed the little things. Uh, but then I was up until four in the morning uh, last night, or I guess this morning. Uh, I was writing and editing for my uh, my section in the student newspaper, Grossmont, because. So I have a big frantic cup of coffee right now. Um, yeah, I was mainly doing editing because uh, my Mac is a piece of garbage, and they it doesn't show up. The edits don't show up unless you like 
reload the page a million times and I didn't know that there were edits until yesterday because I never get notifications on them. Um, so yeah, my editor suggested a bunch of things I could change about. I did a birds of prey review and then I did a, uh, article, an article about how to stay well in springtime. Um, what was the other one? Oh, and then I did a, uh, something cause it's, uh, for the March issue and March, the March is a women's month. So, um, I was doing, um, like strong women in pop culture or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I had like three articles to edit, to heavily edit. And I also had to finish that one up, you know? Um, so yeah, I met on my deadlines though, just barely. Um, but I am very tired and I feel like Today is going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah, you seem very disheveled right now. Your <laughs> hair is like sticking straight up. Oh yeah, I need to fix that. And it's it's great, but yeah, you you <laughs> do you look pretty beat. I remember I woke up this morning to your snap, and it's just like it was midnight when you sent that to me, and you said that you think you'd probably only be up another hour. Oh, little oh, did I know. Little did you know, before more hours. God. Yeah, that's but rough. yeah. Um, my week was pretty solid. I somehow managed to get myself a job. Jake got a job. <laughs> it was pretty fast paced. You know, mon- last Monday after we recorded, I went and to check out my application, and then I got an interview that same day, and then follow up interview by Friday, and an hour after that, I was hired. <laughs> Did you? Uh- did you use the uh, the Native American card? Nope, no, you not didn't. at all. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So it my week was pretty good. Other than that, I've just been focusing a lot of my time on binging BoJack Horseman, which has been fantastic. So I've heard a lot of good things about that show. I was gonna say I watched the first episode and I didn't think it was that funny. Uh, or is yeah, it one of those shows where you kind of it to... it gets funnier. Okay. Yeah, definitely by like the third or fourth episode it's i was dying i don't know if you've seen archer but i heard the same thing with archer Mm. like it gets funny later and i watched the whole first season of that and it's just like this is just not resonating with me yeah have you seen that no i haven't seen archer but i do recommend bojack because it's there's moments that i'm like almost gonna piss myself oh my god it's hilarious and the cast is stacked too yeah. yeah, Will Arnett, Amy mm-hmm. Poehler, um, Aaron Paul. Who else? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh, really? Made okay. Guest appearances like five, six times every season. Oh, that's funny. Um, there's a lot of big names in there. Lisa Kudrow from Friends okay. had like an arc, I think in season three, I think it was. Okay. Um, yeah, there's always a lot of guest stars that roll in there. Um it's hilarious. I'm sad I'm on the last season. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I went through it too fast. I think on Thursday, or no, I think it was Friday. No, I think it was Thursday. I destroyed season four. I just watched the entire season in one day. You just couldn't stop? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, it's, it's good though. It's a great, great show. So, yeah, should we uh, jump into this Let's news? Let's take a look at the news. All right. So the first thing I have here is that Jurassic World 3 has officially begun shooting. 
I don't think you care at all about this series. I honestly, like, not only do I not care, but I feel like my day has slightly decreased in quality uh, now that, that you've told me that. But that's sorry. okay. Um, there's lots of other people who like um, throwing their money away to see expensive effects uh, being used uh, for dinosaurs. I, I don't know. It just... I don't know. The first one was great because... Yeah, I was going to say, the first Jurassic World was pretty good. But, like, no, yeah, I think it was a great movie. Um, you Did know, you they, see the second one? With Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, one. I want to make sure, because I saw two of the first three. I saw whichever one. It had uh, Jeff Goldblum, and he was the main character, and uh, Julianne Moore was in it. That was would be Jurassic Park 2. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one's okay. That one's not um, very good. I thought, that, yeah, I mean, it was fine. The original but, like, Jurassic Park is a masterpiece. The second one is okay. The third one gets a lot of hate, but I actually really love it. And oh, really? Jurassic oh. World, I had a good time with. And then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was not very good at all, but it was, I, it was fun, I, I don't guess. Know, I, I thought the first one was, you know, the first one's fun because it's like, you know, there's like m- memorable, um, line like memorable quotes and you know the characters are fun uh you know the old guys are like yeah, bad, no expense and then like everyone gets eaten and yeah it's just you know and they kind of make it like funny too like when samuel jackson's character like um you see his arm and then like it's just his arm because it right. like, ripped off it like you know you can have fun with it and i feel like the 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 new ones just t- take themselves too seriously um that you guys know I'm not a huge fan at all of Chris Pratt, and he just annoyed me in that movie so much. I just wanted to smack him in his. Uh, I don't. I don't know why. Chiseled face. He, he's such a lovable guy. No, there's only one movie that made me love him. The Guardians. Volume two. Um. But anyway, I, I I digress. I just I just didn't have very fun very much fun with those movies. Um. But. Yeah. You know, if if you if you like those movies, if you can enjoy going to the theater and um you know, watching watching that for almost two and a half hours, then more power to you. I respect that. Well, I'm probably gonna end up seeing it because I have a compulsion to see every movie that ever comes out every year, so <laughs> That's okay. I, I will be seeing it. Um I probably There's no shame. I don't know if I'm gonna like it or not. The concept is really interesting because at the end of Fallen Kingdom in 2018 uh, the dinosaurs got released from the park and now they're like out free in the world oh yeah so see I didn't even remember that and I saw the movie like a month ago yeah um, two months ago so they're now you know dinosaurs are free roaming the world so that's going to be what this new one's about so that concept alone kind of gets me excited because it hasn't been done before Okay. Really? Yet? I see. So I'm, I'm interested. I am interested. Um, the title is called Jurassic World Dominion because dinosaurs are dominating God, where the world Where do they come now. up with these like stupid movie uh, sequel titles? Like Rise of Skywalker? Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, I God, I hate to use this example, but like even The Dark Knight Rises... No, that's a good title. No, I, I, uh, that's a good title because he rises from the ashes. No, he doesn't. 
And he does. He rises literally from a giant hole in the earth. Well, I mean, that's a good point, but you don't call Empire Strikes Back the Battle of Hoth. No, that would be a terrible... Well, it it, it goes a lot deeper than just him coming out of the hole. I mean, because at the start of the film, you know, he's not Batman anymore. He's a broken man. That's, you know? Okay, that's a good point. And it's about him accepting his past and who he is and rising above the you know Bane's terror on Gotham and (laughs) yeah you know it's it's him rising above you know and being the hero sacrificing himself exactly that's a good title for that film Jurassic World Dominion Rise of the Skywalker Rise of Skywalker uh, freaking uh, dark fate terrible stupid dead but anyway it comes out june 11th next year it it's gonna be cool by the way uh speaking of movie title did you find out what indiana jones 5 is gonna be called no they haven't announced that yet no it's gonna be like indiana jones 5 harrison ford gets more money than he has any right to do anything to do with a good transition because our next topic is about indiana jones 5 uh like we said we will be covering we're covering we're covering all the juicy indiana jones related topics as they come out that steamy harrison ford shut up (laughs) no we all know he's your crush but um so uh this is a bit of bittersweet news um steven spielberg is not going to be directing this one what yeah who who else would do it james mangold is in talks to take over the mantle that sounds familiar where have i heard that he directed logan that's right okay yeah um as long as it's someone with a good track record i just think that's kind of weird though like what what is steven spielberg doing well i think he's just busy with um the west side story that he's doing right now what do you mean west side story he's doing a remake of west side story but wasn't re- West Side Story already a remake of Romeo Yeah, all these musicals are remakes and remakes and remakes. Oh. They just came out with a new Les Mis last year. That thing's been told like a billion times. That's weird. Wasn't yeah. it like actually like a foreign film though? Les Mis? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so that's that's interesting though because like I would think if I were Steven Spielberg, would I want to do another remake of something that's already been done a million times? Or... What I want to do, Indiana Jones 5, which is probably going to be the last one. Well, he's already done with filming West Side Story, but because shooting starts next month, Mm -hmm. I think he's just going to be really busy with the post-production of West Side Story and doesn't, can't like be there to fully direct it, but he will remain very much involved as a producer. The script's done. I mean, they're shooting next month. Okay. So, yeah, he will still be on set a lot and being super involved with producing and stuff. Okay. So, okay. he's not, we're not going to have a lack of Steven Spielberg. Spielberg does not make crappy products. No, so. he, he will be involved. But, yeah, um, it's set to come out July 9th next year. Okay. So, that's awesome. Perfect. I, I think James Mangold is a, is a good choice because I think he might be able to do something really like kind of logan-y with it kind of set indie off oh yeah in a really good way yeah, yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. that's my hope yeah Ho- hopefully this will be the last one because harrison ford's just not getting any younger no i know unfortunately i, I like how he's uh 
they they kind of made him they you know another thing to Crystal Skull's credit is like they really did like change his character you know he was kind of like uh, um, very uh, I'm tired the, the word <laughs> escapes me yeah, he's very not like enthusiastic but like he's like you know like he has like you hope can tell and, he's a t- he's an older man but then like in the yeah. <clears throat> and then it goes like you know twenty years later, and he's just a little grump. He's kind of grumpy, and he's like, Arr. right, yeah. You know, so they, he's not the same dude yet that exactly. he used to be. Um, so yeah, he's like everyone I love is dead. <laughs> that's that's the indie news. Um, next, you might be excited about this one: the Suicide Squad Ooh, yes. wrapped shooting earlier oh, a week ago okay. i think um so yeah they're set they're moving forward in post-production i am totally fine with getting a harley quinn movie every year I, yeah you know, i'm really i never thought i would be excited for a suicide squad sequel but i'm very excited for this and is, is it connected to the the that one loosely okay very loosely so but like it's not like a reboot is it it's like no it's like okay this is it's like a album. soft reboot so it's oh okay so it's kind of like how like the new Star Wars trilogy didn't really mention the prequel trilogy but they didn't like pretend it didn't happen either right okay yeah okay I get that yeah and it's um I'll probably like make fun of it yeah a plus bit too I mean Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn's gonna be in it yeah so well that's what I was thinking but like like completely reboot it while still having that character. No, I, I think so too. I think it would just be too confusing for audience members. And isn't uh, aren't a couple of the cast members returning? I know Will Smith isn't, unfortunately, but I have no idea. I tried to figure it out because um, James Gunn posted a big cast crew rap photo, and I was trying to see who's <laughs> gonna be like who's in it. I I know the cast was announced before they started shooting, but I just don't remember. I think uh, Idris Elba's in it. Yeah, like, Edris Elba's really in it, and uh, Peter Capaldi's in it. Who's that? Um, he's a Scottish actor. Okay. He played Doctor Who for like five years. Oh, okay. He was the last Doctor. Wait, I thought that every season there's a new Doctor. No, it's usually about every three seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so those are the only ones I know of, but it's similar to Birds of Prey, how it's going to be a bit of a soft reboot, you know? Okay. They kind of ignore Suicide Squad and push it to the side, but then they poke jokes at it. Okay. I think that's kind of what's going to happen. Why are they just like throwing away <clears throat> Jared Leto's Joker? Because I know a lot of people didn't think he was. He thought he was really bad. A lot of trash about the studio. Oh, that's why. Okay, because I was I was confused because I was like, uh, you know, he only got like ten minutes. That's why he, he talked so much. Yeah, I don't blame him. Because like, he had like 30, 40 minutes worth of screen time and they cut him almost completely out of the film. Yeah. So I mean, that's why he was so pissed off. About I it. think for the Joker he was playing, like that type of Joker. I thought he was my, fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did his job. I thought he fit the world perfectly. Yeah. You know? Um, and also, I think maybe because of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker camp coming out they don't want to confuse audience members are like wait here's a joke over here but then who's this guy over here because general audience members are not as interested in what's actually going on in the film world as we are Hmm. you know so they'll get a lot more confused a lot easier i get that but i don't know i still think that would be cool to see like the conflict between harley and joker now that they're like broken up 
Well, never say never. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. True. Yeah. But yeah, that's coming out August 6th, 2021. So. Okay. Bit of a wait, but it's okay. It's uh, going to be a late summer bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those are usually good. Now, this one. I think you're going to be excited about because we've been talking about this back and forth okay. um, for a little while. So you know the deep fake Back to the Future thing with Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. that you sent me? Yeah. And then I sent you the thing where Tom Holland was like reading the lines at an interview. Yeah. Okay. Are they so, actually doing that? No, but um, there was someone asked Tom Holland about it and he was like, <laughs> He said he wants to remake that scene with Robert Downey Jr. Like, just go and film and remake that scene. That dude, I, lo- I love I love this guy. Yeah, um, because there I mean, there's always been talks to remake the series, um, and he's been like talked to about it. Well, um, I mean, he's like the most Michael J. Fox person who did not met Michael J. Fox, right? Um, but no one. No one wants to remake those films. Like everyone's saying, yeah, no. leave him alone. Like you can't. Some certain films are untouchable, but yeah. like, I don't think it'd be fun to like for him and Robert Downey Jr. to do a couple. Of those yeah, he said would... he at least wants to get together and remake a few scenes because just because it'd be fun. Yeah, for um, sure, absolutely. And a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of the industry doesn't want it to be remade, and most people consider it to be just a perfect film, and remaking it would be. A fruitless endeavor um and the co-creator said as long as he's alive there will be never never will be a remake of back to the future so thank god because uh. i it you know it's my fourth favorite film of all time i would not want that to be remade wait i thought it was so wait i thought it was like a three-way tie with that breakfast club and goonies well it is but on my official top 10 film list i think it's number four okay um so that's pretty exciting i hope tom holland and robert downey jr do make those scenes because i think it'd just be hilarious no i know that'd be, it'd be so good i think it would be just a really fun time for them too um yeah so that's all of the news so shall we play our game uh yes i was actually looking at my notes so i because I, I wrote a good one down um okay do you have one or um let's see all right i have one okay what is it so a group of bandits go and rob a bank and things go horribly awry and uh a lot of tensions brewing you know no one really meets up when they're supposed to and uh people end up dying pretty horrifically Hmm. and yeah it nothing goes according to plan it's a terrible outcome and pretty bad ends up pretty terrible for everybody Have I seen this movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Dang okay. it. Okay. No, yes. I don't know why I thought... I, when you said bank robber, it wasn't even a bank. Wasn't it like a jewelry I thought it was store a bank. or something? 
It might have been a jewelry yeah. store. I don't remember. I thought it was a bank. No, I mean, they never show the heist, so it's kind of hard to know. Mm-hmm. You know, you just see shaky can Mr. Pink going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't tell, but Donovan was making a really, like, sexual face. I was and making then, fun of Steve like, Buscemi. Trying to run. But. Um, okay, I have one. Um, right. After pretending to reform, a dangerous outlaw um, has a midlife crisis and goes haywire. Hmm. Uh, he travels um, across the globe, uh, destroying property and uh, just making a, a general uh, mess of things. Destroying property? Mm. I've seen this, right? You have seen this. Did I like it? You did. A lot? A lot. Ah. Give me a hint. Um, okay. Uh, I'll give it away. Um, have I seen it recently? Uh, you saw the sequel of it recently. The sequel of it recently? Yes. Which is not as good as the first one. It's not as good as the first one. Um, There's only two of them. It's, you know, it's, it's a, ex- an extremely violent film. Um, it's, uh, you know, people die, probably, you know, people get their, uh, heads crushed by, by rocks. Um, let's see, uh, they blow up, uh, the, the bad guys blow up, uh, and explode constantly or, or are blown up. Um, one of the characters gets, uh, Sucked into a jet plane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it Incredibles 2? It wasn't Incredibles, the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, that was a good one. That's a good one. All right. Yeah, see, yeah. That's, that's a very adult movie. That which, was good. Which is a good segue into... I, I forgot that you said I saw the sequel recently. Yeah. I, that's why I said Incredibles 2. Oh, okay. As, as soon as you said got sucked up into a jet plane, yeah, I was like, like okay, know. that's Incredibles. Yeah, it's a very, in a, a very adult movie. That a one. lot of Pixar films are. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Um, well, uh, speaking of which, yeah, that's a good segue into yep. our our movie review. And, yeah. And boy, do I do I have a lot to say about this one. Um, yeah, you watched this twice, back to back. I watched it twice. Uh, like, literally I, the same day. I watched it, uh, and spoiler alert, I thought it was amazing. And I'm like, I feel like I need to watch this movie again mm-hmm. so I can catch all the things. And I'm probably going to watch it, I'm going to guess, maybe... 200 more times before I die. Oh, yeah, easily. It's, you know, it's a very rewatchable movie. Um, but, you know, I caught some things, and I think it may be, uh, I think it may be a secretly genius film. I, when I finished watching it, I was like, man, dude, this might replace something on my top 10 list. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to I think replace it's, The Graduate. Really? For me. And this, yeah. yeah, same for me, like in the second half of my top 10 list. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't believe... It might even be in my top five. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Wait, I got to pull up what After my top Synec- 10 is. After Synecdoche and the 380s movies? Well, yeah. Jake's doing that. I got to check. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, so my top 10 list of all time. Uh, okay. Yeah. It might... Ah, oh, man, that's hard. Because it goes Synecdoche, New York, Breakfast Club, Back to the Future, The Goonies for my top four of all time. That's never going to change. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But five is a ghost story. And boy, do I love that movie so much. Oh, it's good. I think I'm... I, I, I feel comfortable pushing Raiders to seven and... Putting I mean, it, it must be done. Fantastic for... Fox at six, but I, I think I'm gonna have to rewatch both rewatch a Ghost Story and Mr. Fox like back to back to see which one takes five and which takes six. Mm. You know, and then oh, and then then it's like, do I bump? off super bad off the list because it's at 10 or do i move that. that to nine and bump graduate off yeah bump graduate i mean i actually haven't seen graduate that it, it's such a genius film will this help <laughs> you love that song don't you it's, no i don't love it it's just stuck in my head um yeah so safe to say we adore this film. It's so good. Um, I understand now why it's Karsten's number one favorite film of all time. Um, yeah, like it, this is definitely a movie that, you know, you can say like, this is my favorite movie and Mm -hmm. I can totally understand why it's just, wow. So much to unpack here. It's Um, nothing that I, I, okay. I went in not knowing anything. I thought it was about, um, because I watched a few like video essays about it like mm-hmm. a year ago, I okay. think that contained spoilers. Like I was like, "Oh, I don't care." I forgot everything that was said in oh, those really? videos oh, by this I time. Because that's happened to me multiple times. I'll watch like a spoiler video and then I'll watch the film like a year later and like, "Whoa, what's going on?" and not realize that I already knew these things. Yeah. Prior. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So I went in just kind of thinking it's like a film about mr fox and like his journey through like finding himself you know yeah i had no idea i i did not realize that it was going to be him robbing all these farms and then these farmers literally trying to murder him the entire time a little bit more of a synopsis just for our benefit so we can get our thoughts in order so basically yeah that's what happens you like you know, it, there's so this movie is so many things. You can watch it every time with a different perspective. You can watch it as like uh, kids, a silly kids animated movie. You can watch it. Excuse me. You can watch it as a midlife crisis movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch it as like a, a cautionary tale of like uh, like a bunch of things. Um, you know, like be careful uh, who you underestimate, all that kind of stuff. Right. And um, you know, I feel like throughout the film, um, you know, Mr. Fox kind of like he gets himself into mess after mess. But like, as he says, he's a wild animal, so he's able to dig himself out of it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he goes from saying, like, I'm tired of living in a hole in the ground. Uh, so he like tries to 
get his way out of it and he wants to live in like uh, a tree he wants to live in like a better space and then by the end of the movie he's living Back in, in a, a hole he's like literally living in a sewer <laughs> but he you know he's happy so it's kind of like also like home isn't like a physical thing like your home can be like the people who you share it with uh, it's it's like asgard in thor oh yeah really. asgard is not a place it's a people <laughs> true okay i i never expected to uh that that this would relate to thor but i guess it, so. it kind of does yeah. actually um well, so, well okay i guess my initial like idea of what the film is is basically what the film is it's about mr fox discovering who he is yeah because it yeah it starts off with you know he's him and his family are living in a hole in the ground and he doesn't like being like a wild animal you know so he moves into a tree on top of a hill and then because he's a wild animal he goes and steals from all these farmers and ends up living back in the ground again but this time around he accepts it because he's discovered that it's okay to be a wild animal you know yeah i mean it's it's like who he is you know um mm. God, like every every okay let's God, how, how do we how do we start the, this talking about this film like okay first of all let's just talk about who our favorite characters are okay. i think this will be okay, a good intro <clears throat> So, uh, who is your favorite character? Because yeah. I know exactly who mine is. Okay, I, I'm actually I'm actually not sure who who yours is. So I thought Mr. Fox was really great. He was a really great lead, and you know I thought like you know. What do you he, think he, about George Clooney voicing him? What? What do you think about George Clooney voicing him? That's okay. That's something else I wanted to say, like about the the film. Like I feel like all the voice work, like obviously it was fantastic. Ah. No, it was so great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it was different from a lot of other animated or voice you know voice acting where like mm-hmm. it felt like i never really praised the sound design in the film but this film has some of the best sound design oh, i've really ever good. heard like the voices kind of have like this uh melodic like asmr almost asmr yeah, quality okay yeah like I don't know what it is like, you know, George Clooney's voice will be like, he'll, it's almost like he's like speaking right into the microphone, making sure to emphasize every syllable, kind of like that. Right. And it's just kind of like mesmerizing and relaxing, but like, it doesn't like, you don't space out, like it kind of draws you in. And it's kind of the way they talk is kind of melodic. Exactly. You know, yeah, like yeah. every sentence they say, it's like kind of up and down and you know it's like it's, it kind of feels like a song exactly a yeah no for sure like every every single uh you know voice actor even owen wilson's like one oh, part where that was, was coach great. skip yeah and he's like he's like your dad was like i can do owen wilson's voice he's like wow your dad was wow. like the best what was that game they were playing i forgot i forgot it, it was like a mixture between baseball and um like cricket he's like you're improving son um like even owen wilson who i generally think is kind of like, like he's you know usually dorky and yeah. like goofy in this movie he's like they managed to do it with every single character and then when willem dafoe as rat came yeah. on and he's like it took me a while to realize because i knew he was in it but i was like, i didn't know who he was who, either who's 
I was like trying to listen and it wasn't until the second encounter with Rat where he dies yeah. that I like heard a little like it was like in two words I heard a little Willem Dafoe. Oh okay, okay, like, yeah. That mannerism happens. and I was like, there he is. Like, that is that's it. Yeah. Like just like all the little like not just the voice work, but all the little noises like when rats like snapping and like <laughs> it's like they do it right up against the microphone. And it's literally like an hour and a half of like the best ASMR you've ever heard. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all that to say, like all the voice performances and all the characters I think were great. I think uh, Bill Murray as Badger mm-hmm. was great. Um, I don't know the guy who voices uh, Kylie the Opossum. Okay. Can we just but, talk about Kylie for a second? Wasn't he, wasn't he great? He was an amazing character, but also when fox goes to look at the house he's a plumber yeah why does he just inevitably start living there <laughs> like, I, don't, I thought that was like funny. i saw him just like come down in pajamas i'm like why are you still yeah, he's here he's living at mr like, fox's house you were the plumber i know why are you why I mean, are maybe because like he's just living with them temporarily while he's while they're like doing the job just so it's like more convenient so he doesn't have to go maybe like back home i don't know i didn't care though because he was so, he was so funny he was so freaking hilarious i think my favorite character though was uh christopherson christopherson yeah he was I, great. I i thought he was you know like he was another one of those characters where like his voice was just kind of like relaxing um and uh he, he's just really easy to like you know he's kind of like that like annoying cousin you have who's like not a jerk he's just like good at everything and he's like oh well there goes our science experiment he's let's like, let go ex- let me go clean up this magnesium distinguish this magnesium um and then like his rivalry with uh ash uh mr fox's son was just mm-hmm. hilarious um but it's so cool because even though ash is like a huge jerk to him um you know chris offerson is like he's like the the gophers like uh, why is your cousin such a wet sandwich he's <laughs> different <laughs> and then that hand motion they're like <laughs> it's like different um he's like you know he's he's just like a decent guy he's like he's like are you a bully he's turning this down like a bully um and then he uh <clears throat> you know he he gets he, he gets like a girlfriend within like the first 20 minutes of the movie because he's just like an extremely like likable dude and then he ends up uh the the gopher the second time we see him he like throws mud in ash's face and then he's like takes off his shoes and the guy's like why are you taking off why are you taking off your shoes and christopherson goes so i don't break your nose when i kick it and then, like he like kind of does like this like light beat down on on the the gopher dude and the, like the gopher just like starts cr- crying like, yeah. it was yeah no that was every scene with him was good um Ash was also really hilarious, just, like, from when, uh, you know, Mr. Fox, he's just like, trying to take an interest in his son. He's like, so, uh, what, what, what are you wearing, son? Is that, like, a cape? And, like, Ash is brushing his teeth, and like, it just spits on the ground. <laughs> and, like, the little ear twitch was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think Christopherson was my favorite Christopherson. What about you? Rat. Rat oh is my, my favorite Rat character. So, so good. Not just because he's Willem Dafoe. But I, that character, dude, Rat is so funny. Like when he, in the second encounter where he dies, like what is what made him my favorite character? Cause he's only in two scenes. He's in, yeah, he's probably like he, 10 minutes of the movie. If that, not even that, it was probably like six or eight minutes. Yeah. But just the fat, the whole second time we see him and he jumps down and he just starts like 
snapping. No, I know. I was just, I was dying. It was so funny. It was no red. Red is great. I I love red. Yeah, but he's probably my favorite character. Um, and that that scene with uh the rat with the first one is when I noticed like also how good the animation is in this film like oh yeah when i first like i heard this movie was claymation it's like oh it's gonna kind of be weird it's not really my thing and then like you see like especially my favorite part in the movie like my favorite part to look at in the film is any time when there's like any like uh motion of like like uh i say like grass blowing or water flowing yeah or like um you know, like any like like a pool of like liquid is disturbed and it like ripples. What about, <laughs> what about when all the explosions it? were going on and yeah, it was and just cotton? Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. and like whoa, whenever it's like a fire, just like all the effects on that were like great. It's like a it's literally like watching like a moving painting. Yeah, no, it is. It's like so so like it may be one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's such a like a delightful movie to look at and i watched a behind the scenes video on it after i finished the film and god dude so much work for it the like work that goes went into mr fox is like it's probably like doubled or tripled than a regular film oh i know yeah they worked hard on it and because you you have to create all of those miniature sets to scale all of the figures like you you're creating I heard everything like 30 seconds of the movie was like eight days of work oh yeah um because you know, it's all everybody stop motion. worked so hard like you can tell you can tell like wes anderson does not his movies don't make an extremely huge amount of money no this is like a passion this, project. this one was this was a flop you know yeah i, I don't think it made like that much it, money it at all made, i think the budget was like 40 million and it made 46 million Oh my god! Well, and now then, it's a cult classic. So yeah, who's uh, and now? all of his films before that were flops too, like oh, really? Life Aquatic that came out before it, huge flop, and it was critically bashed. But yeah, now no people really that one. now people go back and it's critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. You know, and Mr. Fox was like the turning point in his career because even though it didn't make a lot of money, it was critically acclaimed and people yeah. loved it. And then so that's when he was able to go and start getting a bit bigger budgets and make it everything else after that no i know yeah and you can like you can really tell like there's a lot of um he just wanted to make the best product uh, the best product possible mm-hmm. um and uh you know it, he it, this movie is like it's such an anomaly because this uh it's technically like a kid's movie and that's something else i want to talk about like I, I don't usually like to watch trailers for movies, but mm-hmm. you know, my mom was like, I like, what is, what is this? So I showed her the trailer and that made me not want to watch the movie. Cause the, I don't know if you've oh, seen the trailer. I haven't seen it, it's, but I've heard it. Makes it, it look the like marketing a, is terrible. The marketing is awful. <laughs> it makes it look like a stupid, like, like a uh, dumb kids. Do you remember that movie? The nut job or like all the it's an animated movie as Will Arnett and like all the squirrels are trying to steal like the nuts or something. Oh, yeah. It made it look like a like a dumb like kids like heist movie and right. it's just it just makes it look completely ridiculous in in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the Which marketing is probably why it flopped. I, I no, I uh, dude, bad marketing can ruin a movie. Or you have I mean, movies like Suicide Squad 
or yeah, yeah, Birds of Prey is like a good example. A movie with a stupid trailer, but it's really good. And then Suicide Squad, a movie that has like a really cool trailer, but the movie, movie. the movie's just like all trailer. Um, but you know, I feel like if you don't watch the trailers, you don't let that influence your your view. Um, then this film, uh, it really. I would say the target audience is everybody. There's something any everybody yeah. can get from this film. And it kind of makes me wish I watched it as, as a kid. I know. So that I, I could be too. like, same thing, what I did with Up. It's like, oh, this is like a really funny movie. It's cute. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then when I, you know, start appreciating things more as an adult, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this film is amazing. It's really well done. All these themes of blah, 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 blah. Um, so... Yeah, I can definitely appreciate that as, you know, someone who's 20. I feel like my cousin who's uh, 10 could watch the film and get the same appreciation out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched it with the first time. And then my grandma also loved it. And she's 70. So, um, you know, it just shows like there's literally something for everyone. Um, And, uh, you know, I feel like every time you go back and watch the film, there's something else to, uh, there's something else to gather some other, uh, theme. Um, and you can relate it to each. So let's say I go back and like, I watch this movie in the future when I'm like 40 and I have kids, you know, there's like another layer of like rela- relatability mm-hmm. that I wouldn't grasp now. Add on to it. Yeah. Cause you'll like right now you probably, relate probably more towards like ash and christopherson but when you're in your 40s and have kids you're probably going to relate a lot more to mr fox you know yeah he's you know he's a dad and he he's a he's a journalist which is funny my aspiring career and you know he just kind of wants to look like a little more he wants more excitement um but yeah that's another theme of the movie is like he's he's kind of like a thrill seeker um, and he's, you know, a bit paranoid at the same time, which is a really interesting combination because he realizes like he wants to go back to the glory days of like stealing a squab or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's like so impulsive that like, you know, like same thing when he like pulled the cage down on himself. Right. He's like, what does this do? Um, and it, I don't think that he's comes in- back too. Cause then he pulls the cage and traps the dog. And did you catch that? When? Uh, in the third act. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. With the beagle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He, cap- he captures a beagle on it. It's just funny because, you know, uh, I think that Mr. Fox is someone who, like, he just, like, he doesn't necessarily want to do it so he can have, um, he doesn't really want the fortune he wants the glory so to speak you yeah know what i mean he's, like he said um in that beautifully beautifully shot uh scene when he's talking to his wife oh but the, the water deposit? coming yeah, down yeah. Um, oh, that was, i thought that too i'm like that this is amazing yeah it's he talks about how if you know he's not blowing people away and people think he's the fantastic mr fox you know then he doesn't know how to feel about himself yeah no i know that was which is probably why he doesn't feel satisfied in his journalism job because he thinks no one reads it you know and which is why it 
drives him to go back to thievery. Yeah, exactly. Which I didn't even realize until right now. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> that, like that's like that's probably funny. why he went and started stealing again. Um, what did you think of the uh, the wolf scene? So I thought the wolf scene was was a very interesting. Uh, you know, there's like a lot to unpack, obviously, but um, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea what it meant, but it made me cry. <laughs> I'm just awesome. gonna say that right now. <laughs> I feel like it was. I, I kind of looked it up minimally. I didn't really get any insight. I, I still kind of feel like you know, because Mister Fox has said he said a couple times he has a fear of wolves. Um, and maybe that was him, like, confronting his fear. I think it might have been, you know, he had that fear of wolves because they're wild animals, you know. he, he, They were out, like, that wolf was out just in the wild doing his thing, you know. He wasn't, like, wearing suits and stuff like foxes, you know. Um, so I think maybe he was afraid of that side of himself perhaps mm. and by the, because in that part of the film he that's when he starts accepting that he's a wild animal and you know he's talking about all about the what is it the like greek names for everybody oh, the latin names the yeah. latin names for everybody and then um i think he that's a scene of him overcoming that fear and accepting himself as a wild animal yeah no i know he was like he can relate himself to this. Uh, God, this movie is so profound. Yeah, I know. God, <laughs> I got to watch it again. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, he just it, he. It, I think that's kind of like him, um, you know, getting over his fear and realizing that him and the wolf are are similar in a lot of ways, um, and. Uh, yeah, I feel like you could watch that scene like fifty different times and gain like a new, like a different understanding, right? Every single time. Um, but yeah, it was a really, a really well done scene. Um, let's see. What did you catch any symbolism in uh, like the thing with his tail? You know how he lost his tail and um. I, I didn't at the time. I I, I, feel, I thought it was just like something that happened to him. But if I really am like reach for it, I can pro. I'm, I think it could have possibly been like he wanted to just have a civilized life, and him getting his tail shot off could possibly mean like that's his like wild animal side being taken away. And then he's, you know, living the life he wanted. Yeah. But then in the end, you know, he has it back and he (laughs) clips it onto himself. (laughs) And after he accepts that he's a wild animal and is okay with it, you know. Exactly. I feel like now it's a choice because he could he could have just not put like clipped his tail back on you know he could just live the rest of his life tailless exactly especially after it's got all shot up and like gross mangled by the beagle yeah like now he clips it on as a choice of yeah i'm a wild animal 
Yeah, true. I, I, I also feel like, um, or it could just be that his tail got shot off and he wanted to give it, have it back. Well, I mean, at least on the surface level, you can, you can say like, you know, this is like he was trying, you know, he was making stupid decisions and then he got his tail shot off and it's like, you know, that's what happens when you kind of screw around with, um, you kind of mess around and make stupid decisions and then yeah i really i agree with what you're saying like in a more on a deeper level it's kind of like this was like the wild animal in him like getting like shot off right um and taken away by you know the farmers um I mean, can we just say, like, every scene that they were on screen, they are just, like, I love how, like, they were not taken, like, seriously as villains at all. They're just, like, stupid, like, just, like, stupid, like, British guys. You wrote a bad song. <laughs> you wrote a bad song, P. Oh, my God, PD. Oh, PD. Uh, uh, when did you have time to write that? Uh, I'm just kind of making it up as I go. <laughs> <laughs> did you just have that like pulled up and ready to go had, i had it up from a long time ago jeez oh my god um no dude like every like every single like god this have we touched on how hilarious this movie is like every single like scene just has like like something goofy or wacky or ridiculous in it yeah but it's not like a a blatant like joke but it's like it, you know it's just like it's not taking itself too it's seriously. not taking itself too seriously like when uh coach skip is uh telling um ash and christopherson how to play the the game right christopherson's just like we don't have that uh, back where i come from uh and owen wilson's like well you got and he likes goes into like this really weird description of this game that makes no sense right and christopherson just like totally owns it yeah nails it just, for like, sure nails it yeah um or wow. you know pd's song is just hilarious and then uh you know obviously like that's it's like you know a fun catchy song and then mr bean has to be a dick yeah <laughs> he's like you wrote a bad song pd <laughs> that's, that's not song, songwriting that's pd songwriting that's not writing a song at all you're just making it up as you go that's a bad song pd you wrote a bad song i love how like anybody who hears this who has not seen the movie is just like what are they talking about <laughs> Well, go see it, yeah, go see people. It, it's incredible. Um, it's even fantastic, if I might say so yes. myself. Um, I feel like that's like the only movie I've ever seen that should that's able to end itself with like a, a music scene, yeah, like a dance number, a dance number at the end. That was funny. I thought it was great that the grocery store they were robbing from was owned by the farmers. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, it comes full circle. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, I thought... Uh, what did I even say? Um, I thought uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Fox's wife was a really great character, too, because she kind of, like, tried to um, encourage him to make the right choices, and he just, you know, wouldn't... Uh, 
he wouldn't really play along. And then she even said, like, I love you, but I wish I hadn't married you. Um, and you can understand why it's because, you know, he's like just kind of being being foolish. And, you know, that he almost ruined his relationship. Uh, and it, it's so funny, again, because it sounds like we're talking like this about this like heavy, like, like midlife crisis film like akin to like american beauty or something but it's really lighthearted and goofy it's just these are all the things that are happening right under the surface that if you just watch it face value you're not going to get any of that and you're just going to have a good fun time exactly but if you dig a little deeper then the becomes a really profound film and the beauty of it is it's not like so deep you have to reach for it it's kind of like right no it's just just right under the surface um what's another thing you liked about the film i think the soundtrack was really good yeah Uh, like when the rolling stones uh street fighting man started playing when they had the the excavators and Mm -hmm. start like digging and um you know mr fox and his family are like digging deeper underground um I think that was good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the every, music was fun. Every single thing about this film was incredible. Oh, I know. I, it's, I, it just makes me want to go and watch the rest of Wes Anderson's films now. You know, like right. Yeah. I want to go watch them all right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do make you feel like you ate a pot brownie and woke up in a greeting card. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, I. You know, I, so as someone who's seen two of them, Grand Budapest Hotel definitely has, like, the same kind of, like, goofy, kind of, like, whimsical tone. Also, uh, kinda like, after this, he incorporated a lot more animation into his films. Like, the one shot of the hotel where it's, you know, it's the exterior shot of it and you can see the tram going up. That's a, oh, that's a painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just I, I feel like like the feeling that you get from watching um, his movies or the two that I've seen, but especially Fantastic Mr. Fox is just like it's almost like the feeling of like when you first get to Disneyland and you haven't been there in a long time and you're just kind of, kind of like looking at how like you're like, wow, like you're just kind of in awe, like you're awestruck of how uh it's just seriously like breathtaking like every Mm. single like little detail um and how like gorgeous the film is to watch um and you know every moment in the film is like uh a meticulously like crafted work of art yeah and I had to pay four dollars to watch this, and I was worth every penny. Every penny. I would have even bought it. Yeah. Well, I was checking on every streaming service I have, and it's not on any of them except for able to rent or buy it on. Well, the first time I watched it on YouTube, which was annoying because, like, it was. It's one of those videos because you know the pitches upload. um, I actually didn't notice anything with the pitch, but. It was uploaded in like three or four minute videos, and there were like thirty of them. Uh, and every couple of videos, there'd be like a fifteen minute ad, and that was annoying. But the second time I watched it on on Plex, so um, yeah. Well, I because after I finished it, I went on YouTube and was just gonna watch some like video essays about it. Yeah. And then I found it was the full movie, like whole hour and a half, and except it was 
in a different aspect ratio. So instead of the more boxy aspect ratio, it was in widescreen aspect oh, ratio. That's weird. So it smushed a little bit, and then they raised the octave of their voices. No, so you it was can't a little bit higher. No. And it was after I already watched the movie. So I was like, I was just watching that, and I was like, I'm just thank God I just rented it because yeah, no. this is exactly. this is terrible, and I I get that they did that so they don't get copyrighted and no, kind of take it down, but... which inevitably we will in like a month. Is that how? Is that how YouTube is though? Like they're like, oh okay, it's a couple octaves higher, so we're good here. Or is it just they don't like it slips under the algorithm? It, I mean, it will slip under the algorithm for a certain amount of time, but eventually it's going to pop up, gotcha. and then they'll take it down. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, um, overall watch, watch more of his movies. Cause they kind of give you like, yeah. you know, we, you can talk kind of similar to like how you're we talking about like La La Land and American beauty, just how like the feeling you get when you're watching a film, mm. like a film can be like, you know, beautiful and like sound great and, um, have like great moments or, you know, whatever. But like overall like the best kind of films are the ones that like give you that like the feeling of like oh my god like wow right like just like this is this, this makes is me so captivating like it just draws yeah, you in this makes me so much more excited for french dispatch now oh really <laughs> yeah i was oh, already yeah. excited but now my excitement is just through the roof so yeah no i know yeah so is that it um, I think I think that's it. I think we dissected this movie pretty well. But. Yeah, I mean, we could keep talking about this to death for the next couple hours. Oh, I know. But I know you have class. Um, did we? Did we, I'm trying while. to think. Did we like forget anything like huge in the film? Um, I think we hit most of all the major points. Um, I, I did like how Ash's arc, like yeah, Ash like, had a really good arc. I mean, yeah, he was you know different and then he uh god those hand motions always (laughs) crack me up uh you know but he like embraced his uh he embraced who he is and he was able to uh you know taking a bit of character growth from christopherson he was able to just kind of come into his own and Mm -hmm. um make decisions that really uh saved kind of he kind of saved the day actually mm-hmm. um i mean he saved christopherson yeah no, exactly i mean it was you know it's kind of an accident but... meant to kick the lock off but instead <laughs> kicked the box off the table but at least it broke it open no, to I save know. christopherson so yeah um and i did want to say also uh my dad was watching this movie um, for a decent chunk of it and he was cracking up and he's 50 something. I think he's like 52, 53. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like I literally have watched this movie with pretty much every age group. Right. Um, and like, yeah, so this, this movie really works and this is a movie that I can, uh, uh going into our ratings, I don't throw the word masterpiece around at all. But this is a masterpiece. Yeah. This is this movie is just like it blew me away and it just it just works so well. Um so yeah, I would absolutely recommend this movie to like literally anybody. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. Um ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I think that's your first perfect rating well, on this. I gave podcast. American Beauty 
10 out of 10, but that's, you know, that's my favorite movie. I've seen that. Right. Um, like the, I think this is your first like new like watch. New, new, that new watch. Yep. Given yeah. So that's, 10. that's crazy. You know, I, I'm a little stingy with my tens. Cause I think you even gave Wallow in like a nine and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I gave that a nine and a half, but this movie, this movie is, I think it's as close to perfect as a film can be. So Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you give it a five out of five? I gave it a five out of five. This is a perfect so, film. So great. Yeah. Wow. Um, it, I mean, the only downside is, like, I, you know, like, what, well, I, I, like, want more. I don't even really want, like, a Fantastic Mr. Fox 2, because I feel like nothing can capture mm-hmm. this. But, like, I that, guess that's we what can I mean. still watch the rest of his films. That's what I mean by it just makes me want to go watch the rest of his films just because I want more of Wes Anderson-ish yeah, in this, know. you know? I just want more of that and style. One thing I can say about, like, this film overall is that, like, even in, like, a couple of my favorite movies, favorite movies from last year, like, I have, like, a couple nitpicks, um, like... I, I think there's like a couple things in like Up, you know, like Super Bad maybe dragged a tiny bit in a couple parts, or maybe like a couple of jokes didn't really stay fresh um, or age well. Or, age well. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't think they're tens out of tens in my favorite films. But you just have just nothing like, to nitpick about. For I this. have nothing. I can't think of a single thing that really that didn't really work like it doesn't really drag the pacing's good oh i completely forgot to mention this uh wes anderson wrote this film with noah bombach who wrote oh yeah i was gonna say i noticed that marriage yeah. story i saw I, that i didn't notice that to my second viewing mm-hmm. but i was like yeah I was like, wow are his films good i've only seen marriage story which is amazing i've seen all of them except for this one called francis ha i haven't seen that one yet okay but so far from the rest of his, I've seen all of them, but that one, they're all fantastic. Okay. Uh, Marriage Story is definitely my favorite of his. How's the one with uh, Jeff Daniels? Uh, Squid and the Whale? Yeah, yeah. That one was pretty good. A lot of people seem to not like it as much, um, but I, I loved it. Jeff Daniels was great. Um, it was. I found it was a really interesting like deconstruction of uh masculinity and toxic masculinity okay Um, it was good is jeff daniels he's kind of like a jerk in that one right yeah a a little bit i mean it's interesting because in a similar way about with marriage story it's about this couple who's getting a divorce and you kind of see both sides a little bit i mean you're definitely more on jeff daniels perspective for the majority of the film it's like an hour and 20 minutes um it's that short yeah oh wow it's really short um and you like agree with him for like the entire thing and then something happens towards the end and then you're like ah this guy's an asshole and then you're like okay i don't like this guy anymore you know and then jesse eisberg is in it too and he's great okay yeah he's always i i would just i would recommend all of his films and then while we're young which is an A24. Um, it has uh, Adam Driver and Ben Stiller. Well, you sold me when you said Adam Driver. <laughs> but um, Also, the Marowitz stories on Netflix. That's another Netflix original as well as Marriage Story. Okay. has Adam Sandler um, and Ben Stiller. 
Adam Driver makes a cameo. Okay. Um, what's his name? Dennis Hoffman. And these, I think, is his name. Starts De- with a D. Dennis Hopper. No, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's in oh, it too. It's a that's yeah, a great film too. Yep. Yeah. Um, and these are Noah uh, Baumbach films. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I would check them all out. Okay. Francis Hall is on Netflix too, and that's like an hour and 18 minutes. Oh, wow. Just one day. I, Because I had seen, while we were young, a few, like, I think early last year, like around this time last year, when I was working through, like, watching all the A24 films. And then I watched Marriage Story. And then I just took a day, and I tried to binge the rest of his films with Scooter and the Whale and Merriwood Stories and Francis Ha. Okay. But then I stopped watching. I didn't watch Francis Ha, and I just watched YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I got to watch that one. Do you have, uh, what's next? Any questions? or? Uh, we got no questions this week, but uh, next we can move into recommendations. recommendations. So I think it goes without saying, um, we both could say, check out Wes Anderson because... Mm-hmm. I don't think we've talked about him on the pod before, but no, just when we talked about French Dispatch when that trailer That's, dropped, yeah. that was it. No, but check out check out his films. I, I've, as someone who's seen till two of them, I can mm-hmm. say like you know, um, they're really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me see here. Um, probably I would I would recommend. Uh, I feel like I feel like any film um, that uh, how do I say this? Watch watch a film with with a good with a good soundtrack because it'll make you happy. Um, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or um, Bad Times the El Royale. Uh, because it, it just makes the film so much better. So yeah, check, check that out. Uh, check. I would recommend going back and rewatching the Indiana Jones trilogy. Uh, oh, the dude. trilogy. Did he say he will, not the fourth one. No, no. I mean, like you can one. if you want, but I. It doesn't add anything. Yeah, it just watch. He literally the rode off into the sunset. What more could you ask? Exactly. For? That's why I say go watch the trilogy. Don't watch. The quadrilogy. <laughs> yeah, go watch the Andrews trilogy because, boy, boy, are they fun. Watch Watch Temple of Doom first because it's the, it takes place first. It takes place first, and it's the least best one. It's still really good, but yeah, the other two are better. So watch that one first. Yeah, and if you really want to get chronological, go watch all of the Young and Jones adventures, and then go into Temple of Doom, Raiders, oh, and Last wow. Crusade. Because those are all great, too. That's a solid idea, Jake. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So, yeah, um, that wraps it up. Uh, If you like this podcast, um, for your ear holes, uh, go ahead. Leave a rating, uh, preferably five stars if you enjoyed it. Mm. Um, And write a review, because that really pushes us through the charts, and it it helps us get more exposure and grow. and uh, if you have any questions, you can follow us at, on the Miscast Review at Instagram or email us as uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I am trying to go way too fast here. Uh, 
email us at the miscast review on g at gmail.com and um yeah we'll see you next week all right yeah we really really dived into this one i know this was deep i know all right guys we'll see you next week all right peace thanks for listening Thank you.